you'll find And watchers are visionaries Or maybe they're idiots Jason Banks, co-CEO of TX. This is a conversation starter. Joining the boys from Ag Watchers podcast. Right, right. Jason, welcome. Welcome. Thanks for thanks for coming along on this beautiful, humid, hot day. You're up in Brisbane? Up in Brisbane. Uh, so we've had lots of rain and a lot of humidity. Yeah, so I'm in Canberra and it's humid enough. And Matt, it's probably snowing in Ballarat. It's, um, it's 22 degrees, a balmy 22 in Ballarat. Yeah. That's our overnight. That's our overnight temperature here in Brisbane at the moment. Actually, we had a twenty-seven the other night overnight in Brisbane. Yeah, do you? No, that's not not for me. So what what, what we've got to do, Jason, is we've got to start off with uh, we always review things before we get into the main conversation with our criticism, complaints, and comments, which is all the criticism, complaints, and comments that we've received since our last podcast. Uh, Matt, we did get some comments. I haven't had any since the last one, actually. On the introdu- um, on the introduction. Music. Oh, we did. Sorry, we did. Yeah, see, I did get a comment from uh, Kirsten DePros on the the new introduction banjo music that was recorded. Um, it was her idea, really, to to try and do a play on the Muppet theme. I think, the front with the banjo. I think, uh, so Kirsten DePros was on the podcast a couple of months ago, and she's a consultant advising people on how to do podcasts, <laughs> and. Uh, We've got a position there as the before on uh, all, oh, the, all, the, all the examples and case studies on what not to do on a podcast. So yeah. um, she should be very thankful for us. If it wasn't for us, there'd be no examples. Of there'd be no to... examples of how to badly, badly do a podcast. Yeah, that's it. So Jason, yeah, yeah. Um, one of the things that we do on this podcast with all of our guests is uh, we like to test and assess our guests before we get into the main conversation. Uh, the reason being is that like coming on a podcast with two guys like us can be extremely stressful. <laughs> and uh, you've got to, we've got to make sure that you've got the aptitude for it. We've got okay. to, the fortitude for it. Uh, so we developed our own psychological test in conjunction with um, an AI uh, derived algorithm. And so it's, it's high tech. It's not just made up on the spot as many people think. So we're going to throw six questions at you or six words or statements and you give us the first thing that uh, comes to mind. It can be uh, as short as one word or as long as 20 seconds. Bring it. Bring it on. And Matt will uh, will count up to six uh, to make sure that we're on track. Otherwise, we'll mm-hmm. end up doing three or four or ten. Mm. So Matt, you go first. Uh, trademark. Social enterprise, workwear, business making impact mental health in regional australia uh more awareness and focus required to allow those to get support haggis or scottish scotland (laughs) for those uh listeners who don't see the video there was a bit of a grimace there um Uh, it was a grimace or a smile. It's hard to tell. Yeah, both. both. <laughs> Counselling. Treat it as a personal trainer for your mental health. Uh, vulnerability. We all need to every day be vulnerable. Crocs footwear. What was that again? Crocs footwear. Oh, God. Um, my wife's actually got these things. Uh, can't stand them. Now, no. now, <laughs> now you've got the, so you've got a fashionable, we mentioned the trademark, fashion, quite fashionable, colourful. Um, I guess it's, um, I was going to say business attire, but it's workwear attire like, uh, like for trade people and, and, and agricultural workers. High visibility, but very loud shirts. So I'll, I'll, point, out, I'll point out one fact. Do you want a fact before we go on, Matthew? Uh, yeah. Normally, I like to throw in a fact about Scotland because. As the old saying goes, all roads lead to Glasgow. Yeah. Um, but but I noticed you've got the trademark shirt on just now with a yes. lovely paisley pattern on it. I'll have you know that paisley pattern was developed in Scotland. In Scotland, well, there you go. In, yeah. in, but in, in, very... in, the, in the town of Paisley, funny enough. There you go. Well, this Which... actually 
this print that the listeners can't see is actually called Austin Flowers. Um, <laughs> so every one of the trademark shirts has a name associated with it reflecting uh, the shirt. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So the, the people that have been to a few, I know at a few ag events you guys have turned up as well, uh, you know, at the National Farmers Conference. I think I saw the shirts getting, getting around there. So they're very bright uh, and loud shirt, very fashionable shirt. So it's, I'm interested to see that you've obviously got a, a nose for fashion there at, at TAX, but you didn't like the idea of the fashionable Crocs footwear. So it's no. a bit of a, yeah, a dichotomy, yeah. dichotomy there of, a, you know, some things you can understand when fashion is useful, like your trademark shirts, but in other areas of fashion, not as adept, I guess. You know. No, but I think the old pluggers go with the trademark shirts more so than the Crocs these days. Mm, I think we'll give you a, a, a soft pass. Yes, yeah, I think so. <laughs> to, yeah. to, to continue on, um, because obviously we, we can't talk too much about trademark because we are sponsored by uh, marinopolo.com. That's you? right, yeah, that's right, that's true. <laughs> when, don't forget our sponsors. We've got a big sponsorship of one free polo shirt per year, <laughs> um, <clears throat> and we've got to return it. Um, Jason, tell, tell us a bit about TX and what it is. Yeah, well, you've already mentioned about um, Trademark. Um, you know, TX is quietly aligned, closely aligned with um, Trademark because of the founding story that came about. But TX provides free mental health counselling support to farmers, truckies, tradies, anyone in the blue-collar industry, and we can't forget about those that care about them around Australia. Um, so we're Australia-wide and we're a text call service um, and we offer it completely confidential and free to everybody that works in that blue-collar industry. So is it is it a, it's not like a a hotline or a helpline though specifically is it it's it, it's not one of those like a, you get when you've got a a concern around mental health and you need help immediately it's it's different to that isn't it yeah, so we've got those great organisations like Lifeline and those others out there that are probably more towards the end of the crisis uh, crisis support. Um, TX isn't a support; it's a, technically a support service. How you just put it is exactly what we what we are, what we're not. I guess uh, we're a counselling service. So when somebody reaches out to TX, um, you know they either text or call. They'll get in contact with our counselling intake officer. They will do a bit of triage, just understand what they're going through, you know, what sort of level of care they require because we still do experience crisis calls that come through that we need to triage and put them onto, you know, triple zero or local CAT teams within each of the local states. Um, but we're a counselling service, so we offer up to multiple sessions. Um, so it's not just a one-off chat. Um, it could put someone could, we can go through their journey. So if someone's experiencing, you know, some relationship breakdown, a financial breakdown, um, or just having a real tough time <clears throat> life's about at the moment, um, they might have a lot of head noise, reach out to TX, have a chat, book in with a counsellor. And the beauty about reaching out to an organisation like TX and how we've been able to set up our model of care is that you get the same counsellor for all your sessions. Yeah. So you're not reliving you know, your story to the next counsellor that comes along and then the next counsellor, you get the same counsellor for all your all your sessions. So we offer multiple sessions um, with no GP referral required. So where a lot of people, you know, have a lot of anxiety around, especially people in the bush and in rural areas, you know, to get on a mental health care plan, you've actually got to go see your local GP. Um, you've probably got to park in the main street of a small town, get out of your ute, walk in, um, and everybody's seeing that, then you've got to go see your GP that you've known for 20, 30 years plus. Um, with TX, it's, you could actually be sitting on the tractor. You could be sitting in at home and just send us a text. Um, and a simple text could be, hey, or it could be, hey, I'm struggling right now. I don't feel comfortable talking. Can we do this via text? So close to 15% of our clients use full text-based counselling. So the counsellor has never actually heard the voice of the okay. client that they're talking to. <clears throat> and think? so you, you, said, you said at the outset, though, in the sixth sense, so TX stands for this is a conversation starter. Is that is ah. that kind of, yeah, is that, <laughs> I'm not even sure. Sometimes you have to spell these things out for Andrew. Uh, you just, you just gotta, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so is that what it's like? Is I, I just that, thought that was a really catchy intro. TX, what this is a yeah. I, just, just, I, just, no, no. I have to admit, it took me a couple of seconds to figure it out. You know, but that makes sense now. English is my first language, Andrew. So you know, <laughs> that's, that's true. Yeah, I've got I've got an advantage. Um, is that is that part of the key? Is actually just getting a start, getting that conversation rolling. Yes, definitely. So um, we were founded by uh, two young tradies um 
you know, Dan and Ed um, were two tradies, two chippies up here in Brisbane. Um, they met on a building site in 2014. Um, in 2015, unfortunately, um, Dan uh, lost one of his best mates to suicide, um, which sort of rocked the boys. And, um, you know, they're in their 20s and, you know, it was their first real... I guess impact around mental health and suicide directly that they'd have to they had to deal with, and all of a sudden Ned was Dan's apprentice, became Dan's number one support crew. So, you know, the boys often spoke about you know how can we prevent other people within the industry, blue collar industry, for going through what they went through, and that's why they came up with the idea of the trademark workwear brand, which I'm wearing today. Um, and it's it's all designed funky eye catching workwear designed to have start conversations and you know, make something that's invisible impossible to ignore. So when you're wearing a funky shirt, people want to know why you're wearing it. It's a little bit different. It stands out. But they end up becoming advocates for mental health within their own right, within their own building site, truck stop, farm, whatever that is. So with that, the boys actually realised after about a year of setting up um, Trademark that people were having conversations but where people are reaching out and go to where do I go to next? Like if the if the conversation needs to be a little bit deeper than my mates or my family or loved ones, who do I go to? And they started doing some digging into it. And there wasn't a lot of organizations out there in this not-for-profit space, which is what TX is, where we could actually go to and get access without actually feeling like I'm not I'm not suicidal, I'm not, I'm not crisis, but I just need to have a chat with somebody. So that's when they decided to go, you know what, screw this. We've gone out on a limb, started, we're now fashion designers for blue collar workers from being tradies. We're just going to start our own non-for-profit. And they said, how hard can it be? We'll just get a mobile phone number and we'll just hire somebody at the other end of the phone and we'll just start it. And, you know, that was three and a half years ago. And in that time, we've supported over 18,000 Australians with free counselling support in a short period of time. So that's where the, so if you think about it, the shirts are designed to start the conversation and then TX is there to continue the conversation when you need to go into a little bit more something deeper. Yeah, that's pretty and it's, cool. And it's about, it's about that, kind of encouraging that proactiveness of or you know of getting people used to the idea of talking right you know like almost to a degree trying to head it off before it gets to the stage where you need the crisis care right absolutely nailed it in one yeah um we we say to people there's four reasons why someone will reach out to to tx one you just need a tune-up you know yeah everything's going along okay but you know there's just some things that might not be feeling quite right so i might as well give my mind a tune-up like we do if we go for a walk or we go for our physical fitness we give our bodies tune-ups you know as, when we can but with our mind we not necessarily put that as a focus two um you're struggling you know you're, you're sort of starting to go down into that deep hole and you just need to you know get out of it and have a chat to somebody um three you're a support person of somebody um a loved one of somebody that they're experiencing some some challenges mentally and you don't know how to navigate their way through it. Call TX, talk to a counsellor and say, hey, you know, I've got my husband, my brother, my father, my mother, you know, they're really struggling at the moment, but I just don't know how to get the, the support that they need. Can you give me some, you know, some tips to be able to just guide them through? Um, and then the last one is we actually encourage people to actually just ring up and use, use our service, just to even have a chat to the counsellor to understand how easy it is to get access because if we can get people reaching out and understanding that it's easy to get access, they're going to be more likely to actually reach out to us later on when maybe they are going through some challenges yeah. or to what our vision is at TX is to be the mental health support service you tell your mates about, you're, only get, you're going to be better off referring that to one of your mates or your loved one when they're going through some challenges. And we hear that often often, often. Um, you know, just before Christmas, we had a in in one week we had two farmers that reached out to us, but both times it wasn't actually the the farmer that was actually dialing the number. It was their mate sitting next to them that was dialing the number for them, um, because there's a lot of anxiety, there's a lot of pressure when you are struggling. Well, how do I? What do I say when I reach out to somebody? Like, mm. what's that first thing that I say? Like, do I say that I'm struggling? Do I say that I'm not going well? Um, so oftentimes that's why we say the tech service is really good because you're not instigating or the client, that person who's struggling is not the instigating the actual call. It's actually just doing a text and then the counsellor can either ring them back and then they start the conversation. So we're trying to remove the barriers around physically. Um, you don't have to get in a car. You don't have to go somewhere. And if someone's out rural, they might not have access to a service. 
the financial barrier that often comes um, with getting counselling support and that's that we're free and the social barrier that, you know what, is it okay to be vulnerable? It is okay to share your story. It is okay to open up. I guess that's the thing that when, when you think about counselling and you think about that sort of approaching counselling, I don't think the counselling is the challenge for people. It's the actual making that decision that you need to go to counselling. And I think, I guess that's where the tech service comes in is that ability to sort of distance yourself from the human side of it to an extent in the initial phases. Like I personally, I don't know if, I don't like text messaging. I know younger people do prefer text messaging. So is there like a generational gap between those who call versus those who text? No, it's not. It's very, um, it's very, uh, definitely some of the younger ones are more, you know, uh, attuned to texting, but uh, some of the sort of more older uh, sort of people that do reach out to us, um, you know, they'll still text, but, you know, they might not do the full text-based counselling. They might just start the text just to get the con- initial contact. And then mm. after that, once they realise that it's, you know, we, I actually said to one of our counsellors, you know, how would you explain when somebody reaches out to talk to us? And um, he says the first thing that he says in the first session is, hey, you know what, just think of me as, a, as another mate. Just think of me that, you know, we're just having a general conversation like we are if we're, you know, down at the pub or we're in the sitting in the car, um, but it's just going to get a little bit deeper. That's all, you know. And you know when you when he explains it that way, it's we we always know that when we start to express how we're feeling, we feel just a little bit better about ourselves. Um, do, you th- do you think men like? I don't try to say it's not being sexist, but do you think that men are less in tune t- traditionally less in tune with their feelings than women? Oh yeah, and do you think and do you think that's a challenge? Yeah, well, I think it's a challenge, but I think it's also you know there's a lot of the, the word stoicism comes up a lot of the time. You know, there's a lot of stoicism that comes with, especially people working in the blue collar industries. You know, they've they've probably been brought up that through generations that you know you just you just swallow it, mate, just get on with it. You know, you just take it on board and you just move on. Um, we're definitely seeing a change in that, and. Where we see the change is that we can actually say that 70% of the people that have reached out to us have been male, um, which sort of goes against the trend of probably a lot of other support services where traditionally females are the ones that are opening up. For us, we feel that because it's a service that's really easy and it's relatable, I think the story of you know a couple of young chippies that actually started this thing mm. makes it relatable. Um, and our counsellors are used to talking to tradies, truckies, farmers, they're used to the F-bomb getting dropped and, you know, different yeah. different C-bombs getting dropped in the way that they're expressing themselves. But they don't take offence to that. They just understand that that's the, that's the industry the that we're in and that's just the way it is, you know. like it's. Um, so I think it's the, having the relatable service makes a really big impact. And for us, it's just making, creating awareness that, you know, utilise our service when you know you can see the climate ahead that's not going to be too good for you. Try and get that on, on top of it now. Is that part of the key too? That obviously you are geared towards that blue collar or blue collar industries, and and a lot of those are heavily male dominated. The ones you, you mentioned, like construction and agriculture, and you know um, truck dog, transport, truck driving, and, and, and so forth. Do do you find that um, there has to be a different style of approach because of, of that kind of dominance of males there? You know, is that is that part of it? No, not really. I think that like our counsellors, uh, you know, understand the industries that they're sort of working in and, and the and the challenges that they are working in. You know, often people say, you know, why is it around, you know, you know, why is a farmer taking their own life every 10 days? Why is a construction worker taking their life every second day in Australia? And, you know, the, what they're, the working conditions that they're under, the financial pressures that they're under, um, you know, you, you take trucking tradies and farming agriculture out of um out of australia we stop tomorrow mm-hmm. and um so they're hard working and i think you know our counselors just understand um their backgrounds and where they're coming from but also they're just like any other human being like my, uh, most of the males that reach out to us uh, will reach out for relationship issues and that could be personal relationships it could be family relationships it could be work relationships you know followed by you know anxiety and financial challenges have started to present themselves a little bit more probably since okay. COVID. um but you know when you think about financially you think about relationships they pretty much go hand in hand um you know if someone's going through some financial challenges they probably have got some relationship issues or vice versa um 
But the average sessions that people are use, utilizing TX for is anywhere up to four to five at the moment, which is really pleasing. It means that people are actually wanting to stay onto their journey. You, you know, we'll have people that'll come in for the one-off chat. You know, they just need to just express how they're feeling on that day. And then we've got others that stay on longer, you know, for anywhere up to eight sessions that um, we offer for those out there in the industry. I guess that's the thing. Like if it's sometimes you just want to vent and talk to somebody you don't know as well. Definitely. Yeah. And without judgment, you know, like it's not that it's about your mates might have any judgment or your loved ones. It's it's sometimes it just feels a little bit more. Free and easy, I guess, is the comment that we heard from an apprentice one day that reached out to us. He just said it was just free and easy. And the biggest thing is actually what you mentioned before is getting them to reach out. Like mm. that's the that's the biggest challenge. Once they reach out and they understand how easy it is and, you know, it's just a conversation how good I feel, it's just getting them to that stage of going, hey, when's that tipping point of when I actually need to do it? And if they're thinking about when's the tipping point, they need to do it now. <laughs> they shouldn't wait for that tipping point. Because I reckon when, when you talk about that sort of, not necessarily that, that, that pushing forward to actually get counselling and talking about your feelings and whatnot. Like I'm obviously a different generation from Matt because he's quite old. Um, but like in my generation, like I'm I'm a millennial. Uh, I've got a lot of friends sort of from mid-20s to early 40s. Yep. But it's very different, the conversations. Like people, especially my generation, sort of 38 below, are quite open in talking about the feelings if but quite often if somebody asks yeah it might not necessarily say like oh, i'm feeling blue or whatever else but if somebody asks they're quite open about it and and i think that's maybe a sort of a, a changing thing where there is a lot less stigma when it comes to sort of feelings as well yeah yeah definitely you know um well the average age that someone reaches out to us is 38 years of age so we are getting more people more in that older sort of that 40 to 50 age group um, reaching out. Um, but, you know, for myself, I grew up with an old man that, you know, served in Vietnam and, you know, suffered PTSD severely. And I grew up, you know, witnessing, you know, what the challenges that he had. Um, and it was just bottled up. You didn't talk about it. And when you did release it, it was probably through, you know, anger Explosion. or other, yeah, other, other means and ways. And, you know, I definitely think there is a changing factor there that it is okay to be vulnerable. It is okay to show, you know, that vulnerability state and share your story. You mentioned, uh, Jason, that it's a number you can call or text. Is it the same number either way or is there separate, yep. different no. numbers? Same, same number, same number. So, um, yeah, really easy. It's, it's 048-846-988, but, and they can head over to tx.org to get further information. But, yeah, it's really easy. That way then there's just one number that just goes in between. It's confidential. You know, people might not use their real name. Uh, we don't take any of those sort of details. Um, they're not having to claim anything. We don't have to claim anything from the government for it. It's just uh, you're just speaking to a... Uh, TX employee, we use complete employees where they're not volunteers and they've all um, got qualified in masters in mental health counseling or social work. I Is got, it business, I, I, business hours as well? Because I know you said you're not a, not a crisis centre, which a lot of those are 24-7, yeah. but I presume you guys are, are just set periods in the day that you're yeah. operation. Yeah. yeah, Monday to Friday, 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. So we actually go into yeah. the evening um, for that simple reason that, you know, often people that are looking at booking in, you know, they could be working on the tools or on the land. They don't get a chance during the day to, you know, stop for 45 minutes and have a chat with a counsellor. Um, so, yeah, we operate till 10 p.m. of the night time. And you're right, you know, anything sort of after that becomes more probably crisis care. Um, but, you know, we can get somebody uh, traditionally booked into a session within 7 to 14 days. So they'll have their initial intake chat. And then after that, um, they'll get booked into a session with their counsellor and then the council then just work out and realise and go, hey, you know what, I'd love to see you. Let's have another session in four weeks or let's have another session in two weeks, you know, um, and it's just determined on what they're going through. Okay. It's it's interesting because I don't know if you remember, Matt, like in previous, Matt and I used to work for some fairly large organisations in the past. Mm. And a lot of those, organ oh, well, all of those organisations I've worked for since, I reckon, since I moved to Australia, if not before then, <laughs> all had a counselling service that you could phone. I can't remember what the company was, but I think they all used the same company. Like it was a employee. EAP. Yeah, that's the one, yeah? Yeah. And so you're always hammered that you could use a service if you want for financial counselling services. 
I got no idea if anyone ever used. I know they paid a fortune for it. All these companies. I'm not sure if anyone actually used it, but it's interesting because that's obviously a, a thing that's open for white collar workers. And I like the fact that this is sort of just specifically sort of blue collar workers. My old man's a builder, yep. and I guarantee you, he would never speak about his feelings. Yeah. Ever, if he's even got any. But I think it's a sort of it's it's a sort of really interesting sort of profile and the fact that tradies who are traditionally manly men are, are discussing this and, and getting on the front foot of it is, is pretty impressive yeah we used to talk about eap you know the employee assisted program which all organizations um over a certain employees have to have within australia and you know we have a lot of our organizations that support us for a funding perspective actually jump on board for that reason to be able to go we know that, you know, EAPs probably people think that there's a bit of a mistrust and they're going to find out about it and then the, the manager or the owner or leader is going to find out that I've actually had some counselling sessions, which is pretty much untrue. Um, but for, they jump on board and say, well, hey, here's, an, here's a service that can complement our EAP service. And for us, we love it because people will use our service and if they get a feel for what it's like to reach out to counselling, they understand that it's not that hard it's pretty easy, then they're more likely to use other services out there. Like both our co-founders, you know, see a psych, they've seen a psych since 2015 when they lost their best mate. Um, and they often talk about that in any sort of presentations they're doing that, you know, they still see a psych on a regular basis for their own feelings to manage their own sort of where they're going through life and marriage and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, that's that vulnerability piece. I think you sort of mentioned before, Matt, you know, just showing that vulnerability is really the start of the journey. Mm. Well, I mean, to my mind, it actually shows a strength rather than a vulnerability. You've yeah. got the confidence in yourself that you can you can kind of acknowledge when you need help and, and go and get it, you know. Um, I was going to ask you, you mentioned about the funding deal there. You've got obviously some large organisations that kick in funding. Is that your main, like like you guys are a non-for-profit, you said, but um, obviously it costs money to, to run a service like this. How do you how, how do you get it, go around? Is it all donation-based? Do you get assistance from federal or state governments? Like how does it work? Uh, completely ungovernment funded. Um, so we're completely funded by the industry for the industry. So, you know, organisations jump on board and support us and make an annual contribution to us, you know, trade mutt. You know, is a social enterprise work with business. So fifty percent of their profits go directly into TX as well. That's okay. how they were to, that's how they were able to start this thing. So they're a social enterprise, and we're a social purpose. Uh, but we have other organisations that have jumped on board as well. You know, um, places like um, uh, Henley Homes. You know, Mosaic yeah, okay. Constructions. You know, Scully RSV. You know, there's we've got about forty organisations that jump on board. But then we also have um, the community. Um, definitely in the more recent last year, we had the community uh, jump on board and, and are running fundraising events for us, um, you know, all around the country, whether it's at the Gimpy Music Muster, we were the Gimpy Music Muster um, charity partner last year. We raised $100,000 through that event over four days. Um, and then, you know, Marcus Oldham um, School down in Victoria, they mm. did the um, their annual sort of parents teach uh, parents students ball they raise sixty thousand dollars for us as well so we've got the community coming together and for us we want to be long term we want to be sustainable and that's why when around the government side of things we're not focused on government funding we're focused on we want the industry to be able to go hey here's a service that's actually having a direct impact on the people that support my business i need to jump on and support these guys and that's why one of the reasons why Henley Homes jumped on board and said hey you know you guys are servicing the construction industry we want to be able to support the construction industry further so we'll support you guys in that as well so that's how we're pretty much funded and then we have philanthropic organizations that have jumped on board as well and more recently and and this is the sort of the timing of sort of what's coming up for us around farmers and rural is um, we've had MacDoc Foundation um, who's in the agricultural space, uh, jump on board and partner up with us to launch a campaign, uh, which gets launched uh, this week, um, a director farmers around um, getting the awareness out there about TX um, and sort of break down those barriers. Because there's, there's quite a lot of organisations that have been set up in recent years. I'm just thinking about uh, 6Bs mm. over in, in largely in Australia, but a little bit yeah, in the East Coast now. And that was sort of a, a group of guys. Uh, uh, Brad was was one of those sort of founding members, and I think there've been a lot of suicides 
in that region and they just get together have a have a beer a barbecue and and chat and it just gets that sort of again it comes back to that word getting that stigma away and, the, know, and getting and getting the conversation started again and right? i know so, i know there's been a little bit of backlash from mental health organizations offering sort of beer to people because beer is obviously it's not a great thing uh, for people for certain people but i think at the end of the day that is something that a beer or two it puts them in a comfortable area they're having a beer having a chat like even talking to south africans yeah like they talk about you know having a beer over a braai and chatting about stuff and that's just what what these sort of organizations are sort of looking to do which would be good for you guys to sort of align with where you oh, can actually sort of pass that message of something beyond just the chat around the uh, the barbecue pit yeah definitely and and we're we're really open to you know we think about mental health you know we all have it um, but there's a lot of organisations out in the mental health space going off and doing different things. And, you know, there are different parts of the, the mental health journey, whether it's the, the, the start around the awareness piece and then you, you're at the other end with the crisis piece and then you have us sort of sitting, you know, in that early sort of intervention sort of piece as well. You know, for us to be able to stem the suicide rate within Australia, and essentially that's what we're all aiming to do. Um, you know, we need to all come together and go, well, how can we work together on this thing, um, especially in some of, for us, more traditionally in these industries that we're targeting, uh, where is there is a higher rate of suicide within, you know, the blue-collar space um, than traditionally the white-collar space. How do we actually come together and actually build a really cool network to be able to create, create awareness, give a service as well, but to then be able to prevent people from getting to crisis? So, so going back to this, like, the technicalities of it, they get... Eight counselling sessions. Yep, update update <clears throat> counselling sessions. Yep, and then sort of some some will just end at that point. No, on and some you might recommend that they go and continue to get more counselling, like a like a paid service or. Yeah, correct. Yeah, so what we tend to do is the counsellors will sort of understand and get a gist gist of how they're going, and then they'll keep that going for you know those sessions that they they've got available to them, but. You know, most of the time when people are coming in and they're coming into that earlier intervention, that's why the average sort of sits around four to five sessions because they're coming in and they're coming out. And that's our whole aim is to get somebody to come in and get them out, back on track and get that head clear and get all that head noise that they've got happening just cleared out. But if they need to come back later on and jump on board for some more sessions, you know, give us a call, give us a text, get on board with it. Um, anything sort of over that sort of those amount of sessions that we've sort of got allocated, the council will just sort of work out and go, hey, I think this person, I, another couple more sessions and, I'm, and we're there, or they'll refer them on to other sort of networks. And it depends on what they're going through. You know, it could be things like, you know, they want to join groups like what you've just mentioned um, over in WA. It could be referring them to, hey, why don't you get in contact with these guys because they might have a sense of isolation and loneliness. Yeah. It could be getting them onto the men's shed. You know, and all these all these things, it doesn't have to necessarily go onto a psych or, you know, another counselling service. There's lots of groups out there and we talk about this whole you know, connection, you know, that's what it's really about is, is bringing people together to have a connection, have a conversation, find something that's interests you and, and what you're doing to really just clear all that head noise. We all know that when we're doing things that we love, we don't think we forget about everything else that's going on in our head. Um, I, I presume as well, Jason, that um, for, for, for people that maybe haven't spoken much about their feelings or emotions or things that are troubling in that mental health space, once you've done it a couple of times with, with effectively a stranger, if there's a counsellor you don't quite know and there's that element of, of some level of, you know, you're removed from the person, you get into the swing of being able to do it and then you, it's easy then to transition to talking about these things with people that you do know. Totally. And we get that feedback all the time that, you know, we've actually had messages from wives, messages through and say, I just want to say thank you, you saved my husband you know, because now he's more open around expressing his feelings because the council has been able to sort of, you know, work through some strategies around therapeutic care to be able to get them talking again. You know, we had an apprentice last year that reached out to us. Um, he lost his old man um, about nine months earlier, had a heart attack. He's only 17, apprentice, and couldn't afford to actually get counseling services you know he had an apprentice wage and um he jumped on board finally you know had the courage because his mates kept on saying and his family kept on saying you need to reach out you need to reach out to someone he wore trademark gear and 
he then, um, you know, accessed the service. And when we sort of, his mother sent us a message to say, I just want to say you rescued my son. Like that, that to me just gives me goosebumps, you know, as being a father of, you know, 20 year olds and myself, you know, they're right in that vulnerability stage of, you know, like the highest rate of suicide in Australia is between the ages of 14 to 24. Um, you know, so that that's the real impact that we can have, but that's the real impact that somebody can have within their family space. If they do have that, that, that just that courage and that strength just to go, you know what, it's just time just to express how I'm feeling. Um, you, you mentioned um, at the outset the, the, the organisation started a, a while back and it was pre-COVID when it started um, and a different, I guess, a different economic environment with lower interest rates and stuff and not not the inflation we've been seeing of late. Um, have you, did you notice a, a kind of an uptick in, in the use of the service through COVID and beyond COVID, you know, in terms of the you know, mental health battles people had through that period and also now as we're heading into this cost of living crisis, higher interest rates, you know, everything's everything's getting more expensive. Have you noticed that also contributing to an increase in those kind of anxieties or worries that people have got? Yeah, so so um, Trademark was, yeah, formed uh, before um, COVID, but TX actually, this guy started it right in the middle of COVID. Like, talk about two tradey dickheads, you know, they go off and start a workwear business and then go and start a non-for-profit organisation. And when they actually had sent the, um, there's a funny story behind this, but when they had to apply for registration of um, TX to be a non-for-profit on the phone interview, they said, can you tell us what your, you know, what your education and your background and your is and they had to go well our highest level of education is a cert three in carpentry and the person on the other end of the phone couldn't sort of believe it because these two guys had just gone out so they actually started it in COVID. um there was a slow it was a bit of a slow burn um but definitely um we've seen in the last 18 months um an uptick and but i think a lot of it's to do with awareness um, of our service i think more so um so it's sort of hard to judge on that but we do see different spikes at different times so um, one spike that we do a day of the year that we do see a spike, unfortunately, is um, a day in September, and it's after it's the Monday after Father's Day. Um, we do see a spike where, you know, unfortunately, there's a lot of dads out there that don't get the opportunity maybe to see their kids on Father's Day, and you know they might see all this stuff on social media that everyone else is having a great time and sharing their stories, and you know there's a lot of people that don't get that opportunity too. They could be truckies, they could be you know on the road, they could be FIFO. Um, so we do see different spikes at different times of the of the year, um, but definitely um, financial definitely has started to sort of pop up at different times more so. Um, but definitely relationships, as mentioned earlier, is the number one reason why a male will reach out and support uh, for us. For females, because we still have thirty percent of our you know cohort being uh, fe- females that reach out to us. Then number one reason is you know anxiety and depression, and often that could be just through what's happening in their home life. I was just actually thinking like about you know, the comment there about like what these what people see on social media, seeing everyone else having fun and, and whatnot. And um, I was thinking that like, social media has great things about it, but it also has terrible sides to, you know, we, we sort of, it's a good tool for, for the likes of you for marketing towards people, for raising awareness of these things. And I think that is a good thing. But I think there's a lot of, a lot of bullying on social media, that kind of stuff, especially for the younger generation. But as well as that, there's this sort of, uh, for want of a better word, like bullshit narrative of, like I'm on a private jet plane or whatever I am, blah, blah, blah. I'm having a great time at the beach and all this stuff. Nobody really shows their worst side on, you know, Instagram. I think Instagram's worse for it as well because it's all people with rock hard abs and whatever else. But like, do you think that is changing like people's perspective because they think they see all this views of people and they think, well, that's not what my life's like, especially like the younger, so mid twenties. Oh, totally. Oh, I think it, I think it'll be there'll be studies done in the future, and this is only my personal opinion, but there'll be studies done in the future that they'll have a direct impact on mental health, um, and to be directly associated to social media. You know, and you just have to see what's on Instagram. You know, it's one of those things you don't want to have it, but you've got to sort of have it in different industries and different businesses and the like. Um, And it's a great advertising tool for a lot of businesses as well because it gives them, you know, mass market in a very short period of time. But, you know, from that um, acceptance perspective, um, you know, I've got a 16-year-old stepson that um, is right in the midst of that whole Instagram era 
um, and my two older children who are in their 20s sort of missed that, thank God. Um, but he's right into it. And, you know, he doesn't, he comes in and wants to buy the latest cologne because he saw some, you know, celebrity wear it or, yeah. you know, he needs to go and get the right protein because someone at the gym promotes it on Insta. Um, there F, is that F, 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 FYI for your son, the best protein is black pudding and haggis. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> um, actually, I, I actually had some black pudding at Christmas time this year, too. So, um, beautiful, just recently. yeah, it's, it's that's, actually, why, that's why you're looking so fit and healthy. It is, it's keeping my age down, that's for sure. So, um, but I definitely think, yeah, social media has an impact, and you know, it, it's that fakeness, so I guess, of people like you, people are never going to say on social media that they're struggling. They're always going to per- 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 um, perceive themselves that everything's going great. And I think the other thing as well that you see is people make comments on social media that they wouldn't make in person. I think Matt and I are pretty, what we say on social media is what we would say in real life. Yep. What we say in the podcast is what we say in real life. But we're also, but we're also, uh, so we're not. Our social media is not a handle that is disguised as some random thing. You don't actually know who it is, right? Like our one's our name, and you know who you're talking to. Whereas there's a lot of people on social media that you don't necessarily know who they are, and they probably got it there just so they can be a troll or, you know, do something, uh, you know, detrimental to other people's mental health. So, just so, so, so I guess, like, without, obviously, I'm not a counselor or anything, but a piece of advice would be ignore all the good stuff. And ignore all the bad stuff because they've probably losers in a basement somewhere playing Dungeons and Dragons, and in the middle ground somewhere is, yeah. is, is where and reality also, is. And and also, you know, it, it, <clears throat> Facebook Facebook blows my mind because people have got on there have got five thousand friends. They never would have had five thousand friends. Like, <laughs> speak, speak for yourself, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're an influencer like you guys, um, but you know that's. Um, but that's the thing is that we end up um, people connect with people they don't even know, and um, yeah, it's just it's it's a different world. Like um, Ed, Ed, one of our co-founders, he he just turned thirty last year. He switched off social media five years ago, and the only thing that he's on is LinkedIn these days. You know, he's not on Instagram or Facebook, and you know, he's sort of like, I don't need to know what's on there. You know, LinkedIn is where the business side of things for me is, and that's where I sit. So, you know, hats off to him that he's been able to do that because I think a lot of people can't. Mm. Yeah, I've only got LinkedIn and Twitter, and Twitter is mainly for me as an information kind of tool, and LinkedIn's your business networking. I don't, yeah. I'm not on, I'm not on anything else. And obviously, as Andrew has already alluded to, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit older than, uh, you know, Andrew. So yeah, but he, he Andrew's got his TikTok account. Well, I've, I, I do account. it. I, actually, we've got a corporate TikTok account that we've never used, but we just, <laughs> we only grabbed it so we could get the name, so nobody else took it. Uh, I've got. We've got Fred's account, a corporate Fred's account, which we've never used. I've got an Instagram account, which is the most boring Instagram account in the world. <laughs> um, Facebook for contacting friends back home. And that's yep. pretty much yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So I, the other thing I was thinking, you, you sort of mentioned it about like groups. And when you're doing something that you enjoy, your mind sort of stays there. And I was, I was sort of thinking about that. The guy, I do uh, a lot of sports. A reasonable amount of sports. I uh, am an elite level freestyle wrestler. No? Um, first and second place this year at, at 85 kilos and 90 kilos. Um, I'll just pull that one out there. Um, but let, I was thinking about yes, because I did a sparring session at wrestling. Then I played a game of ice hockey in the evening. My body is killing me today. But when you're sort of in that sort of flow state, you sort of forget about anything and i wonder if that is one of the things that maybe people aren't doing as much of like a lot of i don't want to sound like an old fuddy duddy like matt but like all these kids playing video games and stuff playing minecraft and you know fifa or whatnot it would be better if they just had a hobby you'll be but you you got to consider that your day job is sitting around looking at a computer screen whereas <laughs> the, the people that are contacting jason True. and, and tx are out there Actually, building houses or you know, driving a truck, doing something physically in the agricultural I'm, I'm, space. I'm, I'm physically feeding, demanding. I'm, feed, I'm feeding the world. Yeah. yeah, but they haven't. They haven't. They haven't got the. Maybe they haven't got the physical energy at the end of the day after a eight nine hour shift of of lifting stuff and doing heavy yeah, things. It doesn't need to be a physical hobby, but I'm just saying, like a hobby that sort of just clears your mind and just gets you sort of 
away from your thoughts, I guess. Yeah, I think it's just having a, a really good solid. I know, I know uh, what do you call it? Uh, I forgot the word now. English isn't your first language. It's not first language. Yeah, yeah. But like an, out, an outlet. Yeah. Yeah. For some yeah, yeah. 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 And also, in some instances, like for your, for your wrestling stuff and the, and the boxing thing you did, Andrew, there's a bit of a community there as well, right? You've oh, got a huge community. Like we went out for beers on Saturday. And... Yeah. Yeah. I, I put it down to having a really solid self care routine. And what you're doing is just part of your self care routine. You know, you're, you're connecting with people, you're having conversations, you're meeting new people when you're doing things as well. And mm. I think that's the other thing. <clears throat> a lot of people in the, the industry that we're supporting, don't get that opportunity to actually connect with new people or yeah. have that opportunity to have a hobby. Um, you know, it could be, you know, just having a routine in place. Like I'm one of those wankers that get up every morning and jump in an ice bath, you know, like, um, but that's part of my self-care routine that I do every morning for three minutes to start my day off. Um, what works for me might not work for somebody else, but for those people that are out there driving a truck for, you know, 14 hours a day or working on a tractor, they probably don't have that opportunity to be able to make connections and to connect with other people out there. So, but definitely having a, having a really good support crew and having a really good self-care routine and, you know, you, you're filling your cup up. And I often say you can't help others to fill their cup up if your cup isn't full. Mm. And, um, you know, when you're on song and your cup's full and everything's going well, you can guide other people through it. But if your cup's empty and it's drained, you're trying to just battle yourself. Um, and then you're trying to help everyone else as well along the way. I've never thought of wanking in an ice bath, but um, <laughs> it um, hey, that, I'm not even going to good. attempt, especially at five degrees temperature. Might as well be inside me at that point. Yeah, so. yeah, it's, it's inverted. It's inverted, completely you, inverted. You mentioned um, you mentioned about the trademark um, gear and, and that fifty percent of the the proceeds of the trademark goes to the charity. Um, for those that when if you you know for those that already bought some Ag Watchers polo shirts from Merino Polo and, and know the value of good quality fashion wear, um, if they are going to buy a, a trademark thing to support support the charity, where do they where do you find them? Are they are they easy to get? Yep, online uh, trademark.com. Um, head over there, um, check them out. They bring out normally a print every sort of four weeks. A um, couple of key features around the shirt. Um, it has this is a conversation starter on the back, and that's what the whole genesis of the of the shirt's about. Uh, the letters uh, Y Y and W A. To look at that again, um, are on all the shirts, and that stands for "You'll Never Walk Alone." Dan's best mate who took his own life was a mad Liverpool supporter, so uh, he sort of he sort of lives in honour of us every single day. And then underneath the left breast pocket of all the shirts is a QR code, um, and if you scan that QR code, you get through to uh, the number for TX. Um, and also a little bit more about the story of uh, Dan and Ed's story and how they sort of came about uh, trademark and then how they've been able to you know start an organisation with TX, getting that extra support. So not available, not as they say in the infomercials at late night TV, not available in the stores. Is that right? Uh, there, are, there are some stores uh, regionally like uh, Hip Pocket Workwear, um, TKD stores, so the Toolkit Depot have, have them. We're starting to see a few more outlets uh, coming up. Um, but yeah, if you head over to trademark.com, um, you know, there's basically more online, um, fashion out there as a retailer is really hard, you know, to get the right prints and the right sizing. They do have ladies sizes. They do have men's sizes. They have polos. They've got scrubs um, as well. They, yes. They've uh, brought out some scrubs towards the end of last year for, um, for those working in the medical industry, like nurses and the like. Um, so yeah, they're, they're, they're always sort of innovating. Um, as they say, they're sort of fashion designers. They've gone from tradies to be fashion designers for tradies and truckies and farmers. But, you know, it, I think the the one reason why for myself having a, a you know, sort of 30-plus years in corporate retail um, jumped on board with these guys was, you know, there's they've set up something that's a real service and really actionable and really making a direct impact. It's not just talk. It's just actually, you know, they're actually providing a service. And for me, as I mentioned earlier, living with an old man with, you know, PTSD, this is my opportunity to give back in another way, back into the community that we do live in. That's really good. Like I think Very it's good. I think it's good. Like I'm just thinking about the other organisations like Dolly's Dreams, etc. And I, like, that's when we we had a, a limited edition sort of set of polos that all the proceeds went to Dolly's Dream. Yeah. And I just I, I just think it's it's good to support those sort of organisations. It'd be good if like. A big retailer in Aussie Ag took on trademark like elders, 
thousands of branches. Well, they took on the, the Merino Polo and the trademark thing. Yeah, don't yeah. don't forget the uh, importance of. Yep, but it's uh, no, it's really good and interesting listening to you because I think like, we we're sort of big advocates for mental health in men and women in in, in, in regional areas because it is just such a it's a hard to access uh, service. Yeah. And, yeah, and being able to have sort of a system where they can operate either through text or slightly more anonymous versus and and voice, it just gives them the options and and something to chat to. We just hope that people take the opportunity to actually make the call before it gets too late, and that's, yeah, and that's always going to be the hardest bit. And we'll have links obviously in the bottom of this podcast for for anyone who who wants to have a, a chin wag, and. Uh, I think it's yeah, it's extremely important that people. I think you said it. I can't remember if you said it before we recorded it afterwards, but it's like a personal training for your mind. Yeah, mm. just think about it. You being your uh, TX is your personal trainer for your for your mental fitness, and you know, hopefully, a lot of the listeners will really see over the next sort of week. We're about to launch that campaign around "Don't keep it under your hat" um, because we we know that you know the number one tool of trade for someone out in the rural and regional areas and farming is. They put their hat on and for us it's just sort of our aim is to sort of normalize the help seeking behavior and sort of remove that barrier um, to farmers getting the support that they need so you know we really hope that we can resonate with this campaign around don't keep it under your hat out into that uh, farming and agricultural space exactly i think the stronger man stands up and accepts that they've got issues definitely so. very good all right, well, this has been a conversation starter, hopefully, as well, on this podcast. Um, and um, I think we might have to – we're nearly done the hour, haven't we, Andrew? We try and keep it under an hour. No, so, right. yeah, we might leave it there. Thanks for coming on, Jason, and um, and letting us know a bit more about TX and, and Trademark and what you guys are doing there. It's great work you're doing, and it's been a, a good chat. We'll um, and I think see I'm you. Gonna, I think I'm going to order the Fractal shirt because I think that would uh, be – You've been looking at it? Fractal. I've been looking at it. I think it would look good down the uh, – down the pub. No, I think it's, it's, it's also a math, mathematical, given you're an analyst by trade, Andrew, a mathematical aspect to the fractal nature, exactly. fractal That's, geometry. So it's a tax deduction as well, are you saying? Yeah. <laughs> it could be. Yeah, yeah, it could yeah, be. Yeah, if it it's could a, be. It might have a Fibonacci spiral in it or something like that. Mathematical, you can. Mm. No, not so it's quite. Just, it's, a, it's just a nice pattern. Okay, sounds good. I thought you would have gone with the Paisley. But anyway. got, got enough Paisley, even though Paisley is timeless. That's and, true. And all things true. from Scotland are, uh, are good. Fractal <laughs> is Scottish invention as well, anyway. So <laughs> it was discovered there. So, okay. <laughs> right. Oh, well, thanks for coming on. I really enjoyed hey. it. Thanks, lads, for the support. We really appreciate you uh, getting the awareness out there back into the community around TX and what we can do to support those uh, hardworking Australians. No worries, Jason. See you when you got nothing on. See ya.